For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Some of the most up-to-date research and information on how to keep their kids healthy, you know, especially as they're going through these big changes and stages in life. And when you are, you know, dealing with the parents, you know, I'm sure you have a lot of parents who are first time parents who are uh, jumping headfirst into this and, and learning every little bit of thing that they can. But you probably have a lot of parents that are leaning on you as well to kind of lead the way. You know, I think parents definitely come in all shapes and sizes like that. Um, you know, we see all types of parents, some that come in, you know, with a lot of knowledge um, and like you said, some who are first-time parents who are just kind of lost and definitely would like to have a little bit more guidance, you know, and, and we usually try to do the best we can to meet parents where they are. You know, we, we know the science, but parents know their kids. And that's one of the first lessons I, I really try to make sure they understand is, you know, I may know the science, I may know the average child, but I don't know your child nearly as well as you do. And so that's where the partnership begins, is you tell me about your specific child and what makes your child special, and, you know, we'll fill in the rest and kind of come up with a plan together from there. Yeah, and I think that that's something that a lot of people don't realize, is they think, oh, well, I can read a book or I can go on the Internet now and have all these questions answered. But it, it just because you see it on there, it's, it's, a, it's a generalized answer. It, it doesn't mean it's going to apply to your specific child and their needs and, and the way that they're growing. I also find that a lot of times if you just Google things on the Internet, it becomes overwhelming. You know, there are so many opinions and so many different ways of doing things. Um, sometimes our job is really just trying to narrow it down to help people realize, you know, what's going to work best for my family, what's going to work best for my situation, and accept that maybe it's not the, you know, perfect-looking solution that somebody posted somewhere, but it's your family solution that's going to work best in real life. So I'm sure one question that comes up quite a bit is, you know, at, at what age do you start making the transition from breastfeeding or formula feeding into solid foods? I know with us, you know, it was it was a matter of trial and error to see, you know, is, is our son ready for this? And, you know, how much of this can he go forward with? Is there a general kind of rule of thumb? So generally, um, most nutrition is going to come from either the breast milk or formula for the first year of life, you know, but around six months of age, most babies are ready to be eating something else, um, you know, and they need to have the motor skills. They need to be able to sit up and have their head secure in a sitting position before they're really good at this, um, you know, so usually we'll recommend starting with you know, the baby cereals or something that has been supplemented with a little bit of iron because that is something that babies that age need. Um, and, you know, just a, a few bites to begin with and kind of progress from there based on what the baby shows that, that they want. And then, you know, from, from there, you know, you, you can kind of progress into different things and, and try different things. But you should you should probably start with, you know, baby food or pureed food to start, right? You're not you're not just going to give a child Cheerios right right at the beginning until they have until they have teeth, really. So it's always an interesting question because the purees have been with us for years. 
Um, but there are also reports showing that letting babies kind of choose what they want, giving them soft, baby-safe foods that they can pick up with their hands and feed themselves, um, can also lead to more adventurous eating, and it does not actually increase the risk of choking. And so, generally speaking, you know, the tried-and-true method is to go ahead and do um, purees, you know, gradually increasing the number of foods and the complexity of foods over time. Um, you know, but like I said, there are so many different ways and there's not one right or wrong way. It's just what works for you and your family and what makes your baby um, grow and develop in a way that's that's safe and appropriate. I, I ate so much baby food when my son was younger because we would try something. Ah, he doesn't really like this. So, uh, all right, well, I'm not going to waste it. I'll just eat it. And <laughs> so I think, you know, it helped, it helped me grow too. So. I'm sure. I'm sure. And, and so some of the other things that I know that parents get concerned about is, uh, especially like, you know, because a baby's going to sleep a lot when they first come home from the hospital, but then those sleep patterns change. And I think people start to get worried if, if they feel like maybe their child isn't sleeping enough because we've heard that they, you know, they have to get their sleep to, to properly grow. So is there kind of uh, an overview of, you know, how much sleep a child should be getting through certain benchmarks? Oh, I, you know, all babies, like everybody, um, need slightly different amounts of sleep, but there are some general guidelines. You know, newborns basically wake up to eat and then go right back to sleep, you know, so they can be sleeping 16 to 18 hours a day, um, you know, and by the time they're in school, you know, need 9 to 12 hours. But in between, I think most of us need more sleep than we're actually getting. You know, the babies that are um, 4 to 12 months, you know, somewhere in that 12 to 16-hour range and this includes overnight sleeping plus a couple of naps throughout the day. You know, by the time they're one or two years, they're probably going to need 11, 14 hours of sleep. Usually at that stage, it's overnight plus one good nap. And then the three to five-year-olds need 10 to 13 hours, which can be plus or minus a nap. Um, so it definitely is really important to get enough sleep. It helps your learning. It helps you have a stronger immune system even. Um Keeping a regular schedule helps. Good bedtime routines help. All of these things really do help keep kids um, the healthiest they can be. So you don't need to really worry if your child is, you know, getting a lot of sleep. It doesn't mean that they're lethargic. It means that they're getting the rest that they need to, to properly grow. Oh, definitely. Um, I really rarely see a child that gets too much sleep. Um, nowadays, what we see more often is the opposite, where kids are just not getting quite what they need. Another big question that I know is something that will certainly vary from child to child, and that's that's potty training. Is is there a time that's too early to start? Um, so there are, you know, once again, a lot of different approaches to potty training. In my experience, letting the child lead is always the best bet for pretty much every parenting issue. Um, you know, some children are ready between about 18 to 24 months of age, and some aren't ready until they're closer to three um, you really want to wait until they show an interest, you know, and also until they can keep dry for at least a couple of hours on their own. Is, is Should there be a concern, though, if it's later? I mean, at, some, at what point do you start to say, okay, maybe maybe there's a different approach we need to take if potty training isn't working by, you know, a certain age? Most children um, are potty trainable by at least three to three and a half, you know, and that doesn't mean they're never going to have accidents, um, but they should be pretty consistently able to, um, you know, use the toilet during the day. Uh, nighttime accidents can last a lot longer, so that's a whole different story. 
Um, but, you know, they should be pretty capable of um, potty training by three to three and a half. Generally, schools, um, preschools do require that children are potty trained. Um, and so in that regard, it is important for most kids by that age to, to develop those skills. You know, if they're not, that's something that we will talk about and come up with some different plans to work through. And there may be there may be a variety of different issues. It might be something physical. It might be something psychological. Yeah, it, it, once again, I mean, this is one of those things where it's definitely child-dependent. Um, but like I said, most kids with a little persistence and, you know, sometimes, um, you know, a few different approaches, we can get them potty trained in that third year of life. And another big question that's probably going to come up for a lot of parents this time of year is, you know, right now it's, you know, it's only only the 4th of July week. But however, you know, we're going to school's right around the corner and kids are going to be starting school and parents are probably thinking about immunizations. And what is what's your guidance on immunizations and including getting vaccinated for uh, for COVID? So we're definitely a vaccine friendly practice. Um, We follow the recommendations of the American Academy of Pediatrics. Um, you know, so we do request that families stay on their regular vaccine schedule. The COVID vaccine is definitely recommended, as is the yearly flu vaccine. Um, and so those are ones that we do encourage. Um, but it's it's one of those things where I think we're going to get more and more accustomed to having that be part of the regular schedule. You know, the flu shots, people are used to getting that once a year in the fall. Um, and I believe over the next couple of years, that will become the same with the COVID vaccine, that we get the COVID vaccine and the flu shot maybe even at the same time and, um, you know, feel more protected for the year to come. And we're talking a lot about, you know, things that involve physical health for children. But what about behavioral health? Is that something that South Coast Pediatrics can help with? Definitely. Um, We have a dedicated behavioral health specialist right in our office who is there full time. We also have a psychiatrist that comes to our office once a week to help out with some really challenging cases. And so, you know, if there are things that are beyond just the normal run-of-the-mill pediatric things that we take care of every day on a, you know, from a behavioral health perspective, we do have the support right there from our behavioral health clinician as well as the psychiatrist. And we also have a pretty strong relationship with a number of practices and you know groups in the area as well as up in Boston and um, Providence who can help us out. And so I'm sure, you know, you get a lot of parents who are overly, especially, you know, first-time parents, they they get concerned about certain things, they worry about certain things. But, I mean, we've we've been doing this for a long time. We've been raising children as a society for a long time. Um, and, and as you were saying, you know, it's it's a it, you work together. You work, and I guess in that regard, you know, people should never hesitate to ask the pediatrician any question that they may have. No, I, I actually love it when parents come in with a big list of questions. Because I know that we're going to get all of their questions answered. They're not going to leave the office saying, oh, I wish I had asked that one thing. Um, You know, we're open pretty much every day. um, Or if we're not open, we're available by phone. Um, You know, so we have um, lots of access availability. Um, We save appointments for parents who have concerns to come in for the same day um, that are almost always available. Um, you know, sometimes we get a little bit busy in flu season, but generally speaking, we do really try to preserve that access. So if parents have concerns or questions, you know, they should be able to call up and either talk to somebody or get an appointment right away so we can 
kind of help work through the problems and at least bring some peace of mind to whatever is worrying them. Are, are there any things parents should be especially on the lookout for this summer when it comes to their children? I mean, obviously, you know, summer safety is always important, but is there is there anything that, you know, maybe parents don't think about heading into these, you know, warmer months? Uh, summer safety, you know, we talk about this a lot, you know, sunscreen, bug spray, those are the ones that we think about just because of where we live. We want to avoid the ticks. Um, you know, water safety, definitely, you know, you don't want to leave young children around water, even for a second, unsupervised. Um, you know, the other thing that seems to be kind of new this year is so much wildfire smoke. Um, you know, children's lungs are still developing, so they are a little bit more sensitive. So just be cognizant of what the air quality is. You know, and you don't want them doing super long active play outside when the air quality is poor. Um, you know, sometimes that can be very irritating, especially, you know, it's possible to build up over time and cause some irritation in their lungs, especially children who have asthma or other similar problems. Um, you know, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, just lots of fluids in the summertime as well. You know, we want to make sure nobody gets dehydrated or have problems with heat exhaustion. I was going to say parents need to be the ones that are cognizant of that because the kids aren't going to want to come inside. You know, they're going to want to be out there playing and they might not realize it's not the best environment for them. So it's up to the parents to keep an eye on that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I think the parents have the knowledge and um, that's something that we can assist with is making sure they do have the knowledge they, they need to make the smartest decisions for their children and their long term health. And if somebody wants to reach out and book an appointment uh, at South Coast Health and with, with the pediatrics department, how can they reach out? Um, so we can be called. Um, the phone number for the office, 508-973-9240. We're located on 49th State Road in the Nosset Building, um, so conveniently located right in Dartmouth. Um, and also, if you have any questions or if you have any concerns, you can look at southcoasthealth.org, you know, slash pediatrics. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us and for informing us about all this. And, and hopefully some parents out there got some great tips. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a fun, fun little chat. All right. You have a good day. That is uh, Dr. Lori Jorgensen, a pediatrician with South Coast Health, and we thank her for joining us. Of course, Your Health Matters is a partnership between WBSM and South Coast Health. We want to make sure that we keep you as healthy as possible, and not just you, but your entire family. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. All right, well, we're going to be going into the newsroom in just a moment. Before we do that, though, I got to tell you, because uh, if you haven't had enough meat, right, and how can you have enough meat in the summertime? You can have the grill going every night. You've got to get on over to the butcher shop because they have got some outstanding deals on things like tomahawk steaks, on things like the Terrace Major. They're talking about filet mignon quality, but not at filet mignon prices. The celebrity pork chops, which Eric says, once you've had a celebrity pork chop, you'll never want another pork chop. Those are just some of the great meats you can throw on the grill. They make all their own sausage there. You can get your linguisa, your chorizo. You can get it all there. And, of course, lobster, $11.99 a pound. And I've seen the lobsters in that tank. These aren't these little scrawny lobsters like you see in the supermarkets. They've got some real, real impressive lobsters there. And it's just $11.99 a pound. So those are just some of the great things you can get at the butcher shop. You can also get all of your beer and wine there. They have a wine cellar with everything that you could imagine. We're talking about from a $5 bottle to a $500 bottle. 
I'm not exaggerating. If you're looking for something fancy to bring over to somebody's party and you want to impress, they've got that. If you're looking to just try a little something different with your meal tonight, they've got that as well. And, of course, all of the great prepared foods that they have, in case you want to get, grab some quick lunch or quick dinner, they work every day preparing all kinds of different great food. I love the casserole over there. You can get some of that to go, and it's actually really affordable. So you're going to pay about half as much for lunch as you would pay anywhere else, and you're going to have delicious homemade food from the butcher shop. Check them out, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Just a reminder that they will be closed from July 8th through the July through July 17th. They will reopen on the 18th, but that means you still have a couple of days to get down there and get all of your meat to get ready for that time that they will be closed. Grab some meat packages. They make it easy. They make it affordable. They make it delicious. The Butcher Shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Now it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. A recent limit put in place on Twitter is affecting the way the National Weather Service monitors notifications from its weather spotters. The Weather Service office in Boulder, Colorado said it couldn't see all the tweets normally sent by spotters during Tuesday severe weather because of an account viewing limit put in place by Twitter CEO Elon Musk. Because the Weather Service did not want to be locked out of its account or pay additional fees, it directed spotters to use alternative methods of contacting during the weather storms. President Biden will be promoting his Bidenomics today at a manufacturing plant in South Carolina. The White House says the president will be speaking in West Columbia at a manufacturing company called Flex Limited. The South Carolina Democratic primary will be the first primary on the 2024 calendar. One of the people who was wounded in the El Paso Walmart shooting is telling the gunman, I want you dead. The 12-year-old victim spoke in federal court on Wednesday during a sentencing hearing for 24-year-old Patrick Crucis, who killed 23 people and wounded 22 in the 2019 shooting. He's facing a federal sentence of 90 consecutive life terms. The California Task Force on and Reparations wants to do away with interest on late child support for black residents. The state's Reparations Task Force said discriminatory laws have torn black families apart as they are dis disproportionately affected by child support debt. A Virginia state senator is still reluctant to admit defeat. Richard Stelling explains. I guess he doesn't. New York City may be placing migrants in empty school buildings for the summer. Sources tell the New York Post that Mayor Eric Adams' administration has compiled a list up to 30 school buildings that are expected to be empty throughout the summer to possibly house migrants. The city is out of shelter room as waves of asylum seekers continue to come. The Powerball jackpot is nearing $600 million. No one won Wednesday's grand prize of $546 million, so the jackpot rolls over to Saturday's drawing and will be worth an estimated $590 million. The Mega Millions jackpot is also reaching astronomical heights and will be worth about $427 million when those numbers are drawn this Friday. And maybe you partied a bit too much over the 4th of July holiday. Bree Tennis may be able to help.
Pain relievers like aspirin or Advil can help with symptoms. Some swear by hair of the dog or Gatorade. But according to Cedar sinai a hangover is not dehydration. It's scientifically caused by a toxin released when your liver processes alcohol. And they usually last about 24 hours. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. In sports, the Red Sox beat the Texas Rangers 4-2 at Fenway Park last night. Brian, uh, Brian Bayo was credited with the win after allowing two runs over sending it seven innings. Kenley Jansen secured his 18th save of the season. The series finale concludes this evening at Fenway. First pitch is at 7.10 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Expect plenty of sunshine throughout the day. It's going to be humid. We'll reach a high of 85. Overnight tonight, it's going to be mostly cloudy and humid, low of 66. And tomorrow, sunny to part like cloudy skies, high of 81. And we'll keep that humidity with us. From the ABC 6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. The weather is currently 72 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. And welcome back in. And we have joining us now in the studio, we have... Well, you know him as New Bedford City Councilor at Large, Ian Aber, but he's actually here with his Silmo hat on today, although you're not actually wearing a hat. I'm wearing a shirt. I have a Silmo shirt. have a Silmo shirt on. I'm halfway there. And uh, you are here because we have some big news, but I, I, by request, though, before before we actually get into the conversation, this was um, this was a request from you. That we have to. It's a tradition. Did you end up making any egg creams? Have you have you tried doing that at home with? Oh Soma? yes, oh yeah, with, with with the coffee, with the strawberry, it's all the good stuff. And that's why you're here today because you are launching the next flavor in the Silmo profile. So uh, you spoke, uh, meaning the people and the customers of the Silmo universe, and we're delivering. We put out a poll about two and a half months ago, saying, "Okay, the coffee's been going like gangbusters. That was always our main flavor." What would you like next? And we put out about 20 different flavors, everything from vanilla to chocolate, maple, pistachio, creamsicle, everything in between. And strawberry was the winner, hands down. Silmo did make strawberry uh, as part of its repertoire of flavors for many a year. It was a big seller for Silmo for a very long time. Um, once we got the coffee footing under us and got in stores and had a little more um, stability with getting that launched successfully, we were always wanting to bring back other flavors. And uh, here you go. This is the strawberry. So this is the second most popular flavor in the Silmo universe. It always was. And um, we'll be uh, debuting it starting today throughout the weekend. We will have pints of this strawberry gold uh, for sale at the Whaling City Festival. Um, we'll be there from 3 to 8 p.m. tonight and we'll be there every day uh, Friday, Saturday and Sunday when the festival opens at 12 p.m. noon all the way up until 8.30 at night. So we'll be there every day. Stop on by. We'll be giving out free samples of the strawberry syrup and the milk. Try it out. Give us your opinion. So if do you remember, you know, at the height of Silmo's syrup 
choices. Mm -hmm. How many flavors did they have at one time? Sure. We had coffee, obviously. We had strawberry. We had vanilla, chocolate. And we had some other dabblings. We had a maple uh, pancake syrup, which I'd like to bring back eventually. We had a vanilla creamsicle mix. It was called Laranja Tang or Laranja Tang, however you would say it. We had that. We also had a pina colada mix. Uh, there are some other things I want to try, too. We've been getting a lot of feedback for a pistachio syrup. A lot of folks have been asking about that. So um, we'll see how it goes. A lot of folks have asked about decaf, Silmo mm -hmm. coffee as well. That's something to consider. But to be honest with you, um, what we're really trying to focus on for the coffee is a sugar-free coffee uh, syrup. We, 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 we made a test batch with some stevia. It didn't come out too right. It was a little too sweet, like that sweet and low flavor. Yeah. We've got to find a way to bring that back to not mask the coffee flavor. So there'll be some trial and error. Of course, before we produce anything for the masses, we've got to test it out. We've got to try it to make sure that people like it. So, uh, But stay tuned for the sugar-free coffee Silmo. That's something in the pipeline as well. Is it easy to go from one flavor to another? Is it modifying the, the, the recipe? Or is it a matter of you're starting from scratch every time you're trying a new flavor out? Well, it's pretty much starting from scratch, although we do have the, the uh, formulas and recipes um, from the original recipe booklet. Um, uh, you know, but all of our syrups start with some of the same bases, right? The cane sugar, the thickening agent, um, obviously the water base, but of course, different extracts. You've got the strawberry pure extract in this. You have the pure Colombian coffee bean extract in the other. If we were to do our chocolate, now we're talking about cocoa powder and getting that mixed, and that's very thick. The vanilla, the vanilla extract. So it's a lot of the same steps, just different extracts and different. There's a lot of chemistry into this. Um, you were a cook. You know what I'm talking about. When you make a plate and you make a meal, it's different recipes, different kinds of sauces or seasonings. It's somewhat similar here. There's a lot of there's a lot of art and chemistry and cooking and and food production, which you never really think about, but it's the reality behind it. And you've got to be on point with every batch you make. You can't put a little extra extract in one batch and keep it level at another because one batch is going to go out. It might be a little stronger, a pungent on the coffee or strawberry than the other. So it's going to be 100% uniform across the board in everything you make. And are you finding that the original classic recipes are still translating with, you know, the current 2023 ingredients that are available? Yeah, uh, they have been. Um, uh, it was a little bit of a struggle to find uh, caramel coloring that we needed for the coffee at first because uh, it was a very thick kind of caramel coloring that we used to use. Not a food coloring caramel coloring, but an actually thick um, uh, emulsified sugar um, recipe recipe. Uh, it was by a company called Durkey. We were able to find it. We've got that wholesaled, which helps us. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty much it's been the same. I mean, cane sugar is cane sugar. Colombian beans are Colombian beans. Um, you know, the thickening agent, the sodium benzoate, which preserves it. That's all, um, you know, been the same. Uh, the, the difference with the strawberry, of course, we have red food dye, food coloring in here, which we do disclose on our labels. It's red food dye 40 and 3. So people know it's obviously FDA safe, clearly, because uh, uh, if it wasn't, McCormick would have been putting it out. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, everything is um, ready to go. We're excited. We've had some people try the strawberry. The feedback has been fantastic. People have enjoyed it. And I look forward to seeing folks try it this weekend at the festival and hopefully take a pint home. Um, 
And then from there, we have other flavors we want to bring out that we have in that pipeline that I talked about. And um, this has been a lot of fun for sure. And getting these back into the stores and be- meeting people and um, uh, hearing the stories, the, the reminiscing about it. I remember, oh, wow, it's so great you're bringing back the strawberry. I remember that when I was a kid. And a lot of people say that strawberry was actually their favorite, not the coffee. So now, and plus two, this opens up a whole other... Um, uh, you know, Pandora's box for us with um, marketability and opening up a whole new customer base because um, you can get more play with strawberry than coffee, I think, in many ways. Um, coffee is somewhat limited to espresso things and things with Kahlua or Bailey's or just the milk. With strawberry, you can put it on all kinds of desserts, lemonades, punches. So um, this should be exciting to see how this launch. And and kids don't always love coffee flavor. I mean, you know, no, kids yeah. growing up here right. and growing up on Somo love it. But I think all kids love strawberry milk. They do. And, you know, and this is something that now, for example, we are in the Market Basket, Shaw's, Stop and Shop, Trukies Network. We're in those stores locally. But now, for example, because we are an approved vendor with Shaw's, we could now have this, and they're owned by Albertsons. That's their parent company. If there's a need, if there's a big strawberry market, we find out now in South Dakota or in Nebraska, if there's an Albertsons subsidiary that's there, that there's a need, we could wholesale to those stores um, and ship it out that way if there was a need and a demand. So that's all in the future for Silmo. But strawberry, chocolate, vanilla, that sort of opens us up beyond southeastern New England and you know, coffee has its pockets. So you got the west coast of Florida, right? The Fort Myers area with a lot of New Bedfordites. The, the transplants, yeah. Exactly. You got the Oakland, California area where a lot of Portuguese Americans live and a lot of people from this area moved out. You've got pockets in Canada like Toronto and Montreal and Winnipeg where there are a lot of Portuguese Americans um, uh, and they like coffee syrup and coffee milk. But but that you're somewhat limited with coffee, right? It's it's gangbusters around here. Strawberry um, flavors like chocolate and vanilla certainly open up, you know, the window and the door for us. Well, before we take a break here, let's do the important part here. Let's give it a whirl and All try right. it out here. Cheers. And I'm a big strawberry milk fan, so let's see. Oh wow! What do you think? That's really good. So it's pure extract. Uh, there's no powder in there. Um, locally sourced extract, real, legit strawberry extract. I mean, it just punches you when you open mm-hmm. up the um, the gallon of it to put it in. It, it tastes like real strawberry as opposed to that you know manufactured strawberry taste that you get in other other syrups and products. No, it's true. Um, one of the major main syrup brands in the country, not naming names, but people they do have a strawberry brand, and um, people have told me that that's more of a synthetic flavor. This, there's no synthetics in this at all. It's all legit, all real, um, and uh, people have loved it. So you like it? It's amazing. It's really good. And I'm not just saying that because he's here. Like I'm, <laughs> this is, I'm not going to buy the other stuff anymore. Good. And I, I like do, to hear that. I do. I mean, I know I'm a 45-year-old man, but I do have syrups in my cabinet so that I can have flavored milk because sure. I drink milk at night sometimes to help, you know, so I don't get heartburn and stuff. And I like to have a flavored milk. I've replaced the coffee syrup and I only use the Silmo. Thank and you. thank you. Now this can replace the other stuff. And and and, and thank you. And, and we we do want to bring chocolate and vanilla back eventually as well. I know when it's something like chocolate you're going head to head with the Hershey's, but I would 
like to think that I'm not looking to take Hershey's out. We never will. But maybe locally, people would want to swing over to the chocolate for the Silmo because they want to support local. Yeah, and I think you will see a lot of that. You'll see a lot of people who are trying it out just because they know it's a local product. And then, you know, people who didn't have Silmo the first time around, but they're like, oh, this is made in New Bedford. I'm going to give it a try. And then they're won over by it. And then they make the brand switch. Absolutely. And we're open to other ideas, too. Uh, for the holidays, we, we may do some type of peppermint uh, flavored syrup, a uh, special holiday run for, like, gift baskets, things like that. So... Um, sky's the limit for us. We have a lot of recipes, a lot of ideas. Um, all of them aren't going to go into full-scale production because some of that just isn't um, realistic. But we'll do some special runs, some holiday runs, and um, some certain seasonal runs. Um, like the creamsicle is something that's always very interesting to me, the Larangia Tang. I'd love to bring that back. Um, I think that's a nice mix. Yeah, cream, creamsicle is delicious. I, I love that combination. Obviously, we wouldn't have cream in the bottle, but it would be a vanilla syrup mixed with the um, creamsicle or the, um, the orange, mm -hmm. and then you put it in with the milk. That sounds really good to me. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to take a break right now. I see the phone lines are lighting up. We're going to take a break. When we come back on the other side, we can talk more with Ian. We'll talk more with you. And uh, during the break, I'm going to drink some more strawberry Silmo. So uh, you got to get out to the Whaling City Festival and get yourself some of this. You are not going to be sorry. All right. We'll be back in just a few moments. Sorry, Strawberry Alarm Strawberry Clock. Strawberry Alarm Clock. Had to do it, right? I love had, it. Had to do it. Great song anyway. Uh, we are trying the Strawberry Silmo, the new flavor of Silmo that's going to be available all this weekend at the Whaling City Festival. You'll be able to come and sample it. You'll be able to pick up some bottles. Uh, before we take these phone calls... Do you project that it'll be available in the stores with the Silmo display soon? Uh, absolutely. Uh, we're working through um, uh, Albertsons with the Shaw's Corporate right now. That'll be on the shelf soon. Uh, it'll be in Market Basket soon. Um, we already received the approval from Trukies. It'll be in Trukies soon. So um, the answer is yes, it'll be in all the stores. Hopefully, it'll be in Stop and Shop, too, as well as our coffee. It'll be everywhere. Excellent. All right, well, let's take these phone calls. Uh, we do have to take one more break in the hour, but we'll squeeze these in. Good morning. You are on with Ian Abreu. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. All right, well, let's go to this one. Good morning. You are on with Ian. Hello. Yes, um, glad you brought the product back. I'm 69 years old. Um, it was a great product back then when I was a kid. What I used to do was, the vanilla or the strawberry. I used to mix it with a Coke, make a strawberry Coke or a vanilla Coke. It goes great. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that's like an old school soda fountain, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, well, it mixes well, and it was a great taste. So um, everybody out there who buys it, try it. Thanks. All right. Thank, thank you. you. And so have, you know, I know that you've been working with local restaurants to yeah. have them yeah. work Silmo into some of their recipes. What are some of the, the more unique things that you've seen the syrup go into? Well, I've seen quite a few things. Um, I, you know, uh, my friend Troy DeMello at the End Zone and formerly of the Airport Grill, um, he has the New Bedford Martini, uh, which is an espresso martini, which has Silmo in it. So that's kind of a, a basic thing, but... Um, 
it's been a couple of things. Uh, it's been infused in desserts and sauces. Um, my friend uh, Raphael Flores of the Thirsty Whale on Cove Road in New Bedford. Well, actually, technically, it's Dartmouth, just over the line, right near um, Dairy Maid. Uh, he's done uh, bourbon salmon-infused uh, bites, like little salmon nuggets. He's done uh, salmon bourbon maple-glazed um, chicken wings. He did a nice fried dough with a salmon, uh, with a silmo um, glaze, like a honey glaze, uh, maple glaze over it, which was nice. Um, Junior's Pizza, I know it's a, a new pizza pop-up shop that's kind of taken the city by storm. Um, and um, I know Gazelle had written about it. I collaborated with Mr. Borges, uh, who's uh, the owner of the, the company, and he did a uh, silmo uh, infused pizza with onion rings and um, chicken, like a chicken and waffle kind of thing with yeah. onion rings. I never got to try it, but apparently it's great. So he and I have to hook up for that and try it. So Tim Borges, if you look him up on Facebook, he's doing good work as well. Yeah, so there's no limits to what you can use it for. All right, we do have to take one final break. We'll be back in just a few moments. And Ian Abreu of Silmo Syrup is here with us. Hi, Tim. And uh, we are talking about <laughs> strawberry. It is uh, making its return, its big return this weekend. Its triumphant return at the Whaling City Festival. We'll be there uh, this afternoon when the um, opening bell goes off at 3 p.m. We'll be there from 3 to 8.30 p.m. today and tonight. And we'll be there all weekend uh, from the opening start at 12 p.m. noon. Uh, Friday, all the way through Sunday, so 12 p.m. noon to 8.30 p.m. every day and every night uh, this upcoming weekend. Please come, and obviously, I'd love your support, but we have over 100 local area vendors there as well. A great carnival put on by my friends EJ and G, uh, Gene Dean of Fiesta Shows. Great food. I want to commend Mike Sylvia and his team at the Wailing City Festival to provide this free or low-cost, uh, at worst-case scenario, family community event for everybody so come on down to buttonwood park this weekend and have a great time really quickly uh, in the final moment that we have here uh will the strawberry be available on the website for people listening that aren't in the area yeah we'll get it up on the website so go to smilewithsilmo.com we will be adding that on our website as well it's not on there just yet it'll be up there in short order i can expect one of your first orders will be from marshfield for christina i love it all right well that does it for today i am just about out of time stay tuned marcus has you next and uh, he will have uh, lots of great talk with you and your phone calls as well, followed by Barry. Then we'll have Howie. And, of course, uh, once again tonight, uh, Jess is still on vacation. So we will have the best of Howie Carr after the live Howie Carr show tonight. I'll be back tomorrow morning. We can talk some more about uh, Selma. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.